If you are listening on Spotify, Apple, or any audio streaming platform, come watch us on youtube.com slash Trevi Moran to see the full glam. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Six Feet Above podcast with your hosts. Plural. Like a fucking snake. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a few of those. In this city? In this city, Trevi Moran. And Kate Laurentios. Live studio audience, live studio audience. We thank we you, love to you, hear thank it. You. Thank you for having us back, um, bitch. I feel like we turned looks today. Hundred percent. We yeah. really went all out. We really did. Gowns. You're you're glowing. You're glowing. I love that dress. I love your dress. <laughs> thank you. Wow, it's almost like we're huh perfect. Yeah, it's exposure therapy. I'm showing off my ankles. Oh my god, it's exposure therapy. I went to a bar last night. What bar? I didn't, but no. I just I do go to bars for exposure therapy. You do. Let's talk about that. Okay. People always ask me. <sighs> now I'm like in my head. Do you guys ever just like say something and then you get in your head about saying it? Because you're like, well, do I bring this up too much? And you know, fuck of, it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to think about say it. it for the next 48 hours. Yeah, super, super. Um, I go out a lot. And I know we brought this up in the first episode. Um, and people shame me for it because I don't drink. They shame you? I just feel like people are like, what? Well, then why are you out? You're no fun if you're no drinking. I'm like, actually, I'm the most fun one in this room. You're the most fun because you don't have to drink. And if you say some shit to me, I'll remember it. <sighs> I'll hold it against you. But you genuinely have fun when you're out. And that I actually do. is inspirational to sober Thanks. people that want to be sober. Thank you. I could have really used that when I first got sober because I was like, I need to go out all the time, but it's never going to be fun again. But if I saw right. you shaking ass at Delilah, <sighs> it would have helped me. I love you. Well, now we can... Oh, I think my necklace is hiding. I do feel like it is good for me to still constantly be around alcohol. And now hear hear me out. Explain, please. Um, I have a lot of things that I fear in this life, and I do not want to add another one to that list. Mm. So I want to be cool. I want to be civil with alcohol. I want to be able to be in the same room with it and not feel afraid or pressured or feel like it consumes everything around me. Because it, let's be honest, like it did at one point. Mm-hmm. So for me to walk into Barney's Beanery or Delilah or a fucking club like Poppy or like Hyde, for example, I'm just naming clubs. But for me to be able to step into those environments again and repaint them, mm-hmm. I repaint the picture in my head of because I have an old idea of them. Mm-hmm. I have an old version. Where I'm spilling, you know, powder on the floor, yep. and ruining everyone's night. I'm ruining everyone's night, including my own. Mm-hmm. Don't know how I got in this Uber. Now, when I go back, dressed to the nines, mm-hmm. glam on ten. Mm. Why am I dressed to the nines? Why is that a thing? We're dressed to the tens. Hundred percent. Dressed to the tens, glam on ten. Remembering everything. Remembering everything, mm-hmm. and just being so poised. And meeting the people, and talking to the people, and finding the people that are actually there to have a good time and not just blackout. Because when you're sober, yeah. it's easy to differentiate who's there to, like, throw the night away and who's there to just, like, hang out, have a good time. Have you, you tell the noticed, difference. though, when you stop drinking, how many people don't black out? It's terrifying. Oh, my God. Someone finally brought this no, up. Her name is Kate so Lebrecchios. I'm like, wow, everyone saw me be a path of destruction. So many people can it. have a few drinks. I thought everyone was blacking out. Everyone. I thought everyone was blacked out with me. So are you at a point where you can just go and you don't even think about alcohol? I I don't know how I drained my brain. And I can't predict the future. Mm-hmm. 
right? I, I don't want to say I'll never relapse because I don't know that. Yeah. It's the fucking goal. But I don't know the future. Mm-hmm. But as of now and as of the past two years, it's kind of in this this locked box in within my psychology that's like, this isn't an option. Yes, same. Because I've given myself the chances and I've given myself the benefit of the doubt where I'm like, you know, maybe these these recovery places are wrong and maybe my therapist is wrong. And, you know, if I just had a little bit of self-discipline, I can I can really moderate this. Every time I would try oh again, gosh. I would just like fall down even harder. Did you try only drinking beer? And wine, yeah. Yeah. Beer and wine. Oh my God, worst hangover. I tried to keep my, my BAC below 0.8 for the 24 hours. Like Try to masturbate before you go out. Masturbate before I go Wait, out? what? Did you say that? I, no. I thought that was a thing that people try to do to D- not black out. To masturbate? Yeah. I've never out. heard of that. I guess that was just me. Hmm. Anyways. Um... Well, I don't think we should throw that away. What did you mean by that? <laughs> I just, in my mind, I was like, okay, I won't black out tonight if I do that or if I work out really hard. Because I'll just like exert all that energy into that. Right. And then I won't black out. It made sense in my head at the time. Did it work? No. Yeah, because now we're sitting here. Because now we're sitting here now sober. Now we're sitting here sober. <laughs> and... With fissures. With fissures. <laughs> God, we're such winners. I know. Thriving. I love it. Thriving. Okay, so it's not an option for you when you go it's out. It's just not an option. Mm-hmm. Do you do you like to go out? Like, what's your... I will go out once a month with you, and I'll do this dance. She too. does this dance everywhere. I don't, I don't like going out as much, because I just... I don't know. It's just not as fun for me anymore. Yeah. But... I mean, and I'll get to that point. I'm already, I, like, I'm, I like going to dinner with you in like a love. classy little lounge. I love a lounge. What What are we doing? <laughs> do we do off our chest? Um, I don't. Uh, Even though this whole podcast is this, off our uh, chest. this whole podcast isn't <laughs> off our chest. I um I have a brief off my chest. Oh my god, please. So I'm going to pick up my medications, my psychiatric medications. I think I'm pretty open about that. I don't take antipsychotics. Have you ever tried to Bilify? No. Abilify was the scariest drug I've ever been on. Why? Just because it made me feel like a zombie. They gave it to me in like, like the one treatment center, and I was like, oh my god, I don't know what's going on, but I love it. Mm, good for you. And I didn't love it. Like it was like weird. Okay. Anyway, so I'm going to pick up my psychiatric medication, just like kind of the basic like non-narcotic anxiety medications and then my SSRIs. <laughs> me just spilling on my tea. Um, <laughs> so I'm at CVS. And I live next to a CVS now, so I can walk to a CVS. I love that. I love it. I can go get my setting spray, a new concealer if I need to, some Celsius, preparation H, and my meds, maybe a frozen snack, and beat it. Hmm. And fucking beat it. I go to pick up, you know, the scroll. They're like, hmm, Trevi. So (laughs) goes down to the ground. She looks at me. She types. She looks at me. She types. She goes and talk, talks to the pharmacist. I'm like, I do this every month. What are we doing here? Is this like fucking musical chairs? I don't understand. Um, and she comes back to me with some bogus total of like one forty-five, $145. What? Yeah, with insurance. She said, she looks at me, she goes, oh, I forgot to tell you, CVS and the name of my insurance... Very, very common insurance, by the way. Like, a lot of people have this insurance. She goes, we don't partner with that insurance company anymore. They, like, aren't, they don't work together. I Google it on the spot. 
like yesterday, like 17 articles posted about how CVS cut ties with this very popular insurance company. So I'm like, oh my fucking God. And I'm there. I, the Walgreens is a mile up the street. I'm already there. So you I ended up, I, pay, I paid for it. Yeah, I'd probably do this. I just was like, I don't, because it. it would be a $20, because I don't drive. So it'd be a $20 Uber mm. up and then back. I mean, I don't know. I'm probably over-exaggerating, but like I now know not to do that again. Someone should have notified you. I For sure. So I think I'm just annoyed that like I did that whole excursion. That is annoying. Well, that I didn't do that whole excursion, but I just like had to. They blindsided you. Yeah, they blindsided me. That's like two IMG outfits. IMG noticed us. They did. They noticed you. That that's another off my chest thing. I think that I'm just so it's a, like we could also have happy off our chest. Like Please. like it's just on my chest. I just want to oh, let it out into the world with so much love. Thank you. IMG finally noticed me after me trying to get their attention for five years. I can't believe it took that long. Um, I can because they're exclusive and they're hot and they when you, when they don't respond to everyone, I think that's hot. I think as a brand, they know that they're good shit yeah. and they're hot shit and they're exclusive and that kind of keeps them hot, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like if, if they're just sending PR packages out to like anyone with like 20K and over, I'm like, yeah. where's the like wow, like not the wow factor, but like where's like the secret club um, kind of like feeling about it? Yeah. Fashion Nova comments on everyone's posts. They're like, wow, OMG, yeah. space, exclamation point, space, exclamation point, advertisement. <laughs> I was so excited when they commented on my post once. Did they? It was like five years ago. But anyway, it was definitely ChatGPT, but <laughs> it was. <laughs> I got noticed by ChatGPT. Um, so I'm just really happy that they commented on Me our too. podcast announcement photo. Me too. So like we're in this together. So I appreciate you Gia, if you're watching this or anyone from the IMGA team, we love you. And if you honestly send us outfits, we will wear them for several episodes. We're not kidding. So should I not talk about what happened to my IMGA pants? Go for it. <laughs> Gia, we want to be completely honest with you as well. Count we're your here, days. We are not here to just suck your ass. <laughs> Things yeah, we're, happen. We're going to be real. I've had these leather pants for a while, granted, but I was at a guy's house and I was wearing the leather pants. And let me tell you, I am Gia, they make your ass look amazing. <laughs> I'm like, they're right there. That thing right there is are not you real. sure you've never been on a pillify? <laughs> That motherfucker right there is not real. Did you see her on a podcast talk about how she was just... Yes! I don't believe it. Let's just talk about that in a, in a segment. Continue okay. your thing. Continue your... Well, guys. anyways, I'm wearing IMG leather pants. My ass looks fat. And I'm at a guy's house. Mm. And he's like, oh, can you grab that thing for me? And I was like being flirty and jokey. And I was like, yeah, sure. So I turned around and I did like the bend and snap for him, showing him what I got. And the fucking pants ripped down the middle. My whole ass was out, and I don't wear underwear. And it was, it was one of those. It sounds like coochie breeze. It sounds funny, <laughs> but it was so embarrassing because oh. he was like, "Oh," and I was like, oh. "And then so was, how? What? What was the size of the rip, and what was exposed? Everything. Really? It was a really big rip. And you, I don't know. But I, you've like this guy has seen you naked before? No. Oh. So I had to like borrow pants from him, and it was just really embarrassing yeah. on all accounts and. um I don't know. At least I like shaved my butt that day. Yo, and not <laughs> enough people talk about that. Full-time job. Don't wear IMG and bend over. Trying to impress a guy. We just asked them for a sponsorship I and know. here you are saying don't wear IMG. You're also pointing to the wall saying, listen. Listen, Gia. No, because what's going on? I don't know. 
We were off last week. We're off next week. We're always off. We just renamed the podcast to like, these bitches are off. And mentally ill. Anyways. Um, Let's talk about that statement right there. Okay. It's funny, but I feel like a lot of people say that they're mentally ill as a joke. Oh, yeah. I just like sort of feel like we're in this age where like if you say that kind of stuff online it gets attention Mm. or people glorifying their toxicness with relationships and blaming it for them being like mentally ill like I I don't I I don't want to like I don't want to lose touch of what that statement means right like I don't want to lose the importance of how serious this is and how many people are like going through actual real problems that you know people who are really uh, deal with mental issues like have gone through and it's like oh my god i wear pink every day i'm so mentally ill yeah i think it has been lost the importance of it there's so and and i think it's just gone so many things have lost their meaning in Mm -hmm. the past five years yeah and you could say that it's just so many people are now recognizing that they have mental issues you know it can always play devil's advocate but I just makes me a little skeptical. I I, I just yeah. don't want to. I don't want people, and I'm not. I wasn't trying to drag you for using that statement. Like I know, bitch, you are sick. <laughs> yes. I I just am kind of like. No. Let's where did we lose it. a lot of meaning of a lot of things that should have been really important topics? Like especially people like they're like OMG KMS. I'm like what? Yeah, everyone I know jokes about unaliving themselves. This is dark. <laughs> I know. How did this get so dark? I don't know, but it's true. It is. It's true. I think as a, back. we should. Not us, but never. Everyone else. <laughs> so, you've seen the video of the girl on the plane mm-hmm. who goes, "That motherfucker right there is not real." Mm-hmm. What did you think of it? I think she's telling the truth. I think she saw something. You think she saw something? So she did an interview. Like, I kind of do think she saw something. I kind of do, too. Really? I do, too. Okay. And I, I, I've i been watching so many conspiracies about this. Oh, really? Tell that, me. No, like, I'm scared to even talk about it. No, Please tell me. I love this shit. It's just, like, they people think that, like, someone from the government, like, threatened her to, like, not say anything. And, like, some people don't even believe that it was her in the recent interview. Because they're, like, they someone did an AI face match from the girl from the video and the girl in the interview like exact facial points and there's a score and you can like do this with anyone with a side-by-side picture and if it's like under a certain score it means it's not the same person and it's ai so it's like it's almost like it's so weird how some with some things you can trust a robot more than a person right because like, robots get down to the mathematics of facial features right yeah unless that bitch got her face done in one <sighs> fucking week right so people were like posting this AI thing and it's saying that like it's not the same girl because there was a recent interview. Basically, what I was getting to is that there was a recent interview of her. She she was like, I feel really ashamed about it, and I'm not gonna lie. Like, I think she was really drunk too. Yeah. So she was just saying that it was a it was like a, a form like a she was saying that it was a figure of speech. She was saying it was a figure of speech because she got in an altercation with someone else who was on the plane. So she's like. Like, you know how, like, I'm sometimes, like, laughing with you. I'm like, bitch, you are not real. Mm -hmm. Like, bitch, that was unreal. Yeah. But you don't say that when you're sobbing and look terrified for your life. No, you don't. Absolutely not. Like, I would have been like, 
this shit is so unacceptable or that person is yeah. a rude bitch or that person. Like, not real, but with the terror in her eyes in that video. But then I think about the shit I would say when I was drunk. And True. I would you, say you, you really have to separate shit. that. Yeah. I don't know. But it just. I believe both. Yeah. Did they do that AI shit on Avril Lavigne? Yeah. So, I mean, conspiracies could also be a fun thing that we could talk about on here. Yeah. Okay. I have a lot of questions that I've always wanted to ask Trevi. And I never okay. did because, I don't know, we just ham it up and talk about random shit. But I have some questions about your early days in O2L. Can I ask you? Y yes. Okay. Want to explain quickly what it was? O2L was the first content house in LA. We started in OG Hype House. OG Team Time House, everything. O2L was a YouTube collab group that I was a part of um, from 2013 to, I don't even know when we ended. It was 2015 or 2016. It was 2016, I think. I don't know. I mean, I honestly low key like blacked that whole part out of my life. Were you uh, using during that time? No, I didn't start using until I was like 17 18 maybe 16 i started drinking um so you were sober during o2l yes 1000 percent. and we were we went on tour twice and everyone else was drinking and i just remember like in like being completely sober like i would but never do dealing that. with the worst anxiety i've ever felt in my entire life really? but basically what i was getting getting at is o2l was a youtube super group is what some people would say and mm. it was six people and every single person had an assigned day of the week to upload a video so i was friday someone was monday tuesday wednesday thursday so on and so forth i think the reason it did so well is because especially young girls like loved consistency so it was like they got content every day from a new cute boy love it and it was just like some girls were like, I'm on, like, I love my Fridays. I love my Tuesdays. And some girls were just like, like a lot of the girls were like, I just watch it every single day and I just love all of them. Like, it was really Why? fun and it was a different experience of fame and going on tour with them. It was almost like I lived my heartthrob moment yeah. as a young teenager. Like, I kind of had like my... Um, every girl was obsessed with you. I had my like Justin Bieber moment, I feel like. on a To a degree, right? Like, don't fucking clock me for that comment. Like, look at me sitting here with my fucking side bang, bitch. Like, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> like I get it. Um, Did you make a lot of money? N yes and no. What do you mean? I made money, and it was more than enough money for a fourteen-year-old. Right. I was scooping. But up you screen. look back at this shit. I we all should have made multi-million dollars. Fuck. We got fucked over by um, our documentary that's out on Apple, and we got fucked by. Um, all the brands that really? would work with us. Like, we just thought, like, working with brands was cool. Like, we didn't even... Because this was back in the day where, like, brand deals weren't even a thing yet, really. It was, like, just to be in the room with the brand or end up on, like, Taco Bell's. Like, because Taco Bell invited us to our headquarters and we, like, went and did all that and we made our own tacos and, like, we did that oh and they filmed God. it all and they uploaded it on their YouTube channel. We didn't get paid a dollar. I would and have they, been like, I'll pay you. Yeah, and, it, like, they got, like, millions of impressions and shit. Of like, course. Did you I, have managers? Yeah. Where were but they But nobody at? knew the industry. This wasn't a real industry yet. Wow. So we were, like... It's so hard to explain because it's like it makes sense. We knew we knew that we were able to post something. People would show up. We posted that we were at a Taco Bell. Like four thousand girls showed up. We posted it that what? morning. 
like the police came they were chasing our car like it was you can look up o2l taco bell meet and greet anyone can look it up it was the most beyond thing i've ever experienced in my life doing a meet and greet at a Taco Bell. I did not know it was Yeah, like and that. they held it too. Like, it was right next to the headquarters. So, like, they had, like, all the Taco Bell executives there with us. And, like, we thought that, like... And I love Taco Bell. I love them. And I and I think I've said this every episode. <laughs> I do love them. Um, but it was... Um, it was weird that we never got paid from, like, certain brands. And it's not, not even just that one. I think that, like, it was fun for us. And I... I don't regret ever doing anything like that with those such brands. Mm-hmm. But we should have made a lot more money is basically what I'm saying. Oh, um, yeah. But there was no, there wasn't a blueprint or there wasn't, there wasn't a formula or kind of data to show what normally happens when someone gets famous on the internet. Like mm-hmm. there was no revenue, like revenue just had a big question mark on it. It was like, wow. okay, you make ads on YouTube videos and now what? Damn. Now what? Well, do you still talk to the guys in the group? I talk to some. Okay, who's your favorite? I I, I have no no one had a falling out. No one hates each other. Um, Why did it end? One person left. We tried to continue on, like, One Direction style. And then we did it. And then we all kind of got sick of it. And we were like, we want to do our solo shit. Mm-hmm. Being in a group is hard. Being in a do group. Do you ever regret leaving? Or are you glad you did? Glad I did. You know how, I don't know how to explain this. I mean, I do know how to explain this, but I just don't want to like, sound like I'm whining because I'm so forever grateful for the experience. It was really difficult to know that I was trans on the inside mm. and not do anything about it because I was scared of breaking all these teenage girls' hearts. Right. That's I was very scared to even kind of like... Cause I like I came out in steps. Like I I would have just came out as trans if someone just showed like showed me. Like, hey, this is okay. And, like, just, I would have came out by the time I was, like, fucking 15, 16 years old and started my transition then. But I, like, slowly had this thing of, like, where I would do it in, like, steps where I was, like, bisexual, then gay, then trans. Mm -hmm. And, like, I don't regret that because it was the safest way for me to do so. Yeah. Um, But I've always known I was a girl since I was eight years old. And, like I said in the first episode, when I got my house to the sushi restaurant. Um... So you never mentioned it to I any of the I never mentioned it to anyone. I mentioned it to uh, my friend Ricky in O2L. Ricky yeah. was the only one in O2L who knew. And how did he respond to that? He wanted me to live my life to the fullest, but he mm. understood. And he's from Alabama. Like, he's from, mm. like, the South. And Ricky, like, it, it's, like, sometimes I judge people from the South, um, but. Why? They can't help it. No, just because I think I'm I'm used to certain political views. Oh, you just I, I'm just used to like people from like Middle America or like Bible Belt. Yeah, right. I'm just used to people like telling me that I'm going to hell or that I shouldn't do this or blah 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 blah. So when you hear so when I South, hear like one like, of my best friends who is from there, it's like there's amazing people that come out of these places, and I should be less judgmental. Is basically what I was saying. But yeah, it was really hard to be in a boy group and feel like. I didn't belong there because you could all you you can go up you can go back and watch those videos and there's something off about me I was watching them today there's something different about me than the rest of the boys I always had my like not saying that me having my legs crossed means I like I can already hear the fucking comments in my head (sighs) shut up 
<laughs> I feel like HRH collection. Shut up! Yeah. Everyone with their snapback hats and like the fucking way that they would talk. Like, yeah. I'm sitting there like my little twink ass just like. No, I watched a video today and you're like, I got us all pizza. And you're like giving it to everyone. And I was like, that's Trevi. What is that, everyone talking that's about? That's Trevi. That is Trevi. Yeah. So um, it was difficult. And it's, that's like one of the leading things was that I felt like I would break a bunch of girls' hearts. And I also like a different aspect was my family like that i don't think my family was ready for me to pull such a move like that and it would have been a really bold and really amazing decision if i did but i i I wasn't ready yeah i wasn't ready at all every it's so funny because all the girls like knew that there was something off about me but they found it like really attractive like they would call me queen and they would call Mm -hmm. me they're like slay trevi slay like they they would they loved it Mm -hmm. but it was like like, they thought I was some, like, metrosexual, like... Well, you want to know something really, 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 really insane? Please. And I love all of you. I'm talking about you. Um, most of the girls who were, like... No, I don't want to say most of the girls. That's crazy. But a lot of the girls who were um, purely, like, Trevi fans or, like, Trevi girls out of O2L all ended up being in the LGBT community in I some way, shape, right. or form. I When I meet people on the street or, like, do a meet and greet... There is so many trans people and gay people and bisexual people, all sorts of people um, that have different ways of expressing themselves. And I think that they saw a bit of themselves in me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of came full circle because we both were like, fuck it. I was like, I don't give a fuck what anyone thinks. I'm going to go live my truth. And then they did it as well. And then we all came back around and we're full circle. Do they say that you inspired them to do that? Yeah. And, and how love, does that feel? Are you like, that's great? Or are I don't, you just like, what? a lot of times I don't believe it if, when it's text. But then when someone tells me in real life. Have they ever been like sobbing? Yeah. You're like, thanks. No, I, I try to feel the moment. No, I know. I would just be so, I'd be I, like, yeah, whoa. I, it's like, it's an honor. But It's so, I don't view myself as this absolute fucking game changer icon i think that i could fucking do it one day i don't think i'm there yet you are to me i love you but there's so much that i want to do in this life and so much i want to change in this world that i don't feel like i'm there yet so when someone tells me that like i'm the reason they're clean or like i inspire them to come out or like so on and so forth i kind of come back to reality i'm like damn like i should i forget i forget i have a fucking platform does it feel like they're not even talking about you it's, I, I don't know. Yeah. It's almost, cause I don't, I'm not fake. Like when I'm here talking on the podcast and when I'm doing videos, like it's the, it is me. It's not a oh, version no, of trendy. me. It's a weird dissociative separation. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Who is your favorite and least favorite in O2L? <laughs> Will you tell me? I'm really not, ans- I'm not answering it like this to avoid conflict. I truly loved everyone in their own way. It's kind of like asking a mother, which kid they love. I just think everyone had their own unique friendship with me. Um, I will forever be grateful for Ricky, though. Um, I love that. Yeah, he helped me through a lot of hard stuff. I always felt like in the thick of things, I could always go to him and be 100% honest about how I felt. Hmm. Um, and I think and I hope he feels the same way for me. That was very beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I Um, was going to ask some silly fucked up questions, but that was just not not the moment for it. mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing that with us. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I was doing my makeup 
before I came here and I was doing my mascara and you know how you like you mm-hmm. like lift like you're opening your mouth you, like you lift, always you open lift, your mouth yeah yeah and you lift your eyebrows up <laughs> yeah I was like I, I saw that my forehead had like was starting to have wrinkles again and I was like damn guess it's time for a fucking refill okay how much is Botox it's about it could be ranged from seven to ten dollars a unit you can get around on average it's like 40 to 60 40 to 70 units so do the math i don't know a few hundred dollars okay um chunk of change and i love it what are your have you ever gotten work done i've never gotten work done really they're gonna be like well do it no um you you can if you want to i wouldn't fucking i take you i mean no i totally could i just my i feel like it's because my mom has never gotten work done and she always told me just embrace the natural face you got right and I just haven't felt the need to do it yet. Maybe I'll do it one day. Yeah. But there's so much fucking pressure to get work done. I yeah. since moving to LA. My yeah moment again. <laughs> yeah. Mm, yeah. 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 I feel a lot of pressure to get like the lift. No and when I go like this now, I notice that there are wrinkles when I do that. And I'm like, I never noticed that before mm-hmm. until I moved here. Yeah. Do you feel pressure? I don't feel pressure. I just like it. Mm-hmm. Um so when it's like starts to go away, I'm like, I want it back. <laughs> Absolutely. I want it back. And I don't think that there should be a stigma behind that. Like I, I I know that a lot of people overdo it with their lips and some people overdo it with the filler. And I think that like that's its own separate issue. Like because you kind of get used to your face mm-hmm. and then you realize that like you don't realize that you already had the filler. So you like pile on top of it. Like people are addicted to plastic surgery and fillers. And it's 100%. just like, it's just the truth, especially about LA in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have the pressure to do it, but I, it makes my insides feel better when I customize the outside and vice versa. That's great. It yeah. makes, I, I know that I present, present myself better hygiene wise taking care of myself and my exterior when I'm taking care of my inside. I think mm-hmm. it goes both ways. You take care of your inside, it takes care of your outside for you. You take care of your outside, it takes care of your like your heart and like mm-hmm. your emotions and your well-being. Like at least that's how it works for me. Mm-hmm. Um does that make sense? Yeah. That we've talked about this how like a nice spray tan and a good face of makeup really improves inside, outside, Oh my mood, god. Everything. And a fucking fresh set? Oh. Don't got to tell me twice. Those daggers. Those daggers. Yeah, I don't think... I think there's so much talk about it that it makes me want to take my head off and remove it. They're like, it's not empowering. It is empowering. Do that. Do and I'm like, how about everyone just shuts the fuck up and oh my God, just imagine. do what you want? I, I can't imagine. Because they're like, you're doing it for a man. A man's like wants and needs. And it's like, I, nobody knows. I don't know. Like, I don't even want to think about it too much. Like, the system and the society that we live in there's so much pressure all the fucking time and now we're going to add shame to doing something that makes you feel good about yourself. I'm just like, can we just, yeah, it, I always go back and forth. I'm like, is it empowering? Is it not? Is it? And I'm like, how about it's whatever you want it to be. We just do whatever the fuck we want. Yeah. Wouldn't that be crazy? Wouldn't that be crazy? And then we didn't judge anyone for it. That would be bonkers. Imagine everyone living their own lives. I can't. I will say, tell me when people are talking about you means you're doing something right. Mm, So, I know that this whole world is new to you, Absolutely. but bitch, <laughs> bitch, there is more nice comments than bad comments, and people yeah. love you, and even if they are bad comments, it is an anonymous motherfucker behind a screen. Yes, I'm talking to you. Good PR is, or what is it? Bad PR is PR? Any press is good Any press. Any press is good press. <laughs> Holy fuck, I'm brain dead. Um, 
But yeah, so you're definitely doing something right. When we decided to do this, I was like, I'm just the co-host. Like, no one's even going to notice me at all. And like, obviously, Bitch, you're in the whole thing. But obviously, you have the spotlight. And like, most people are there for Trevi, which I love. I was like, I want to be the co-host. I just want to be like, you know. But I bring you here because I, I brought you here because I no. believe in you. <laughs> and you I love do. you. And I want I just, people to know your name everywhere because you're so funny and you brought oh, so much value to my life. So I'm going to say... That that's my gratitude. You're the realest bitch I know. You brought so much value to my life. Oh, truthfully, I feel like every gratitude we're just saying. I know how much, but I mean it. Did you? you, Did I cut you off? I said my piece. Okay. I was just saying that I didn't even expect to get a singular hate comment because I was like, "Oh, you're just the co-host." Yeah. But whatever. Um, I've gotten hate comments before, and I'll get them again. And I will too. Huh. All right, let's close off the last segment with some Please. gratitude. Okay. What are you grateful for? I am grateful for. I'm gonna try not to say you because I say it every time, even though we all know <laughs> you, I'm grateful for you. You. I'm grateful for my two roommates. Oh, I love them. I. They love you so much. Do they? Yes, they okay, do. <laughs> I know do that they? you question it, but they fucking love you. Um, every yeah. one of my friends that's met you love you. Yeah, I just love living with them i can't imagine not living with them yeah and they're also comedians too so yeah they're like stand-up comedians <laughs> we should I get could to that never point. let's get to that point would you ever do that yeah of course <sighs> i do I it know, yeah. that's right okay your turn um i'm grateful for bitch we're slaying this new hairstyle um trying new things i'm grateful for trying new things i got one sleeve and one non-sleeve she's out of control i think this dress is giving cut um yes. I'm just grateful that I feel put together today, and um, I'm grateful for another week here on the podcast. Amazing. Me too. All right. Love ya. Well, we're going to close this episode off. Everyone, I love you so much. Everyone, if you want to follow us, our socials will be in the description.